Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. The number one thing is our penalties. We've got to figure out how to get those cleaned up. Most of those, if not all, the, the penalties on defense happened on third down, and they were all 5 for 15, 75 yards, and just can't happen. And we've got to really emphasize it. We've got good coaches. They'll help with that, and we've got to get it fixed because it's going to come back and bite us if we don't. Do you remember that little snafu last year with Kirby Smart and Dan Mullen? Not directly at each other, but they were – Ask questions about recruiting. One guy answered it one way, one guy answered it another. Dan Mullen was like, we can talk recruiting in the offseason. And then Kirby Smart said something to the extent of, and I'm paraphrasing, you're always recruiting. If you have the best recruits, you win football games. My job's easier. Well, Sam Pippen's doing his best to recruit and make his job easier. And we're starting to see it. Man, he got some guys out of the portal. Drew Sanders might be the best portal pickup of anyone in the Southeastern Conference. I'm not just talking about for Arkansas, but the entire league. And he didn't miss on anyone. You think about all the guys that he brought over, really outside of Cade Forden, who's a backup quarterback. All these guys are playing. Some of these guys are starting and so he and his staff did a great job on that. He was talking about, hey, being in the top 10, we're using that for recruiting. He even talked about, hey, we used what Bobby Petrino and company did a decade or so ago in recruiting. So he's using every way imaginable to recruit guys to campus to make your football team better. And that's where we'll get going here on a Toyota Tuesday. I thought the most interesting thing out of that nugget was the reference. And, of course, it's timely because you are playing Missouri State and Bobby Petrino this week to make sure you work that in the conversation. I don't think that's been said before by this current coaching staff. But, obviously, the nature of this week, that would be the time to make the comment. The interesting thing is, I mean, it, it you know, that's the last kind of great short period of Razorback football in 2010 and 2011. But what it does do is give some recent reference to, yeah, it can be done. You know, you, you went toe-to-toe with Bama and LSU at that time. You didn't get over, you know, past those guys, but you got to a Sugar Bowl. You got to what would now be considered a New Year's Day Six Bowl. Here's, here's what this program is capable of with the right collection of players. And I believe Sam's got a better top-to-bottom coaching staff than what Bobby put together. 
Bobby had a bunch of guys that were his guys and would do things his way, but that was a very short list of guys he could at that time bring along that would work under those circumstances, uh, as you might say. So I think from top to bottom, when you look at what Sam's got going on, he's probably got a deeper, better staff. But Bobby may be, in fact, I think a lot of people, if they were honest about it, would say it's probably the best offensive mind going to be on the field Saturday night will be on the visiting sideline. And, when and that's you, no slight to Kendall Bryles, but that's probably the reality of it. When you compare staffs, Tommy, I don't even think it's close. I think it's nine day from what Arkansas had back in the day to what they have now. And you look at how you described it. He was in almost I mean he was almost impossible to work for that's why he had to hire a lot of family members because no one wanted to work for him and the same can't be said about Sam Pittman it seems like I mean you go out and get Barry Odom who's regarded as one of the better defensive minds in the SEC Kendall Bryles who's regarded as one of the best up-and-coming offensive minds in the SEC that was relatively quickly and you've not only been able to hire them you've been able to retain them so and Listen, I love Garrick McGee. I love some of the other guys on that staff back in the day. But if you ask college football minds much smarter than Tommy and myself, the staff comparison, I don't think it's close, to be honest. I think his brother was the only family member technically on staff back then. But he since then, you know, had, had I think, a son that's coaching for him now. and some Son-in-law. Son-in-law. There's, there's, a lot there's, been, of there's been some yeah. other since then. But while he was here, I think Paul was really the only true family member that was on staff. But, but he had a kind of a... A merry band of coaches, if you will, that just kind of went with him, and that's that's where they went. But uh, uh, listen, he Arkansas should win the game Saturday night because they have the better players and the rosters. The X's versus the O's shouldn't be close, but uh, it won't be because Bobby Petrino can't come up with a great game plan. It won't be because he can't attack, and he will expose some weaknesses. Uh, guy is sharp. He is smart on uh, um, being able to, as we saw at Arkansas, not just – offensively put something together, but how many times did, you know, halftime adjustments come on the defensive side of the ball because he made the adjustments and they worked. You know, I've been in rooms with some high school coaches and things that, you know, that some of the ones everyone listing would consider the best to ever do it in this state. And these were offensive-minded guys, but they would go sit in the defensive room with those staffs. And it was amazing the input you know, you'd hear them give because they, you know, the, the the guy on the other side of the ball can reverse engineer it a lot of ways and help identify those weaknesses. He's one of those guys that he can, he could probably be just as effective a defensive coordinator as he is an offensive guy. Just because he understands the game so well. That's why certain guys, for example, Travis Kelsey is the, the name that I think of. Travis Kelsey, while it's not flipping offense to defense, he understands kind of where defense is at. Travis played quarterback throughout a lot of his middle school and high school, and so now he's had a great amount of success at the tight end position because he consistently knows the quarterback's vantage point where he's supposed to be, and he also can kind of read the defense if you want to make that comparison. Here's a good text from Hog Dog this morning. You're welcome to text in. Our text line is back up this morning, 877-377-6963. Asking about getting the chance to see Isaiah Satania. Not just Isaiah Satania, but this could be the first week, Tommy. You've had two relatively close games through two weeks of football. This could be the first week that you get to see some younger players if they're able to stretch a league. Now, I don't know how this game is going to play out. I would expect Arkansas to kind of be within that betting line that we discussed before the show, which is like a four-touchdown range. This could be the week, and one of the few weeks, to be quite honest, that you actually see some young guys that gets some playing time. It's, what is it? It's four games, right? I'll make sure I get this right because I kind of lost track through COVID. But I think it's four games a freshman can Correct. play yeah, in without correct. losing the red shirt. So this 
is hopefully an opportunity if the game goes the way it should. But hey, ask A and M, ask Notre Dame. You know, it doesn't take long to look through some recent games where it was too close for comfort. Even George's game with Sanford at thirty to nothing was probably too close for comfort to play some guys maybe you wanted to play in that game. So, you know, it's on the front line, guys, to maybe open up some opportunities to for young players to earn a little more trust to be in there. I would expect to see some of these guys because I think you're right. You look down the schedule. I don't think BYU as a non-conference game is going to be a place you can play, you know, play backup guys and guys that hadn't got a chance. That's going to be a top 15 matchup if everything holds true. Right now they're 12 and 10 in the polls. Liberty? I don't know. We're too far away from that to know what that game would be, but that would be the next maybe opportunity for some guys to play if you take injury out of the equation. So I hope we see Satania. I always like these looks at the future because that's what it is, is you're kind of looking, you know, late in these games a lot of times what the what the next wave of Razorbacks are going to look like. So I do hope we get to see Satania. I hope we get to see not just him, but a couple other players. And I mentioned the transfers, how implement, instrumental they've been to start the season for Arkansas football. As Tommy just said, you kind of want to see what is the future of this program moving forward. Nico Davier is another one I want to see. Uh, the defensive lineman uh, that played uh, last year at Maumelle. Um Chamblee, and we we probably don't focus enough on offensive linemen, but hey, this is a team that needs some depth, and uh, you know, getting to see him play some more. He's going to be a guy I don't think redshirts this year because there's bound to be a, an issue on that offensive line, and some of, some of these younger guys are going to play there. So I'm looking, uh, you know, looking forward to maybe maybe seeing the opportunity for those guys to play. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's believe b-l-e-a-v 50 that's believe b-l-e-a-v 5-0 bet online where the game starts first western passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. 
First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Sam Pittman's happy to be back in the top 10 as they were last year. Here was how he discussed that yesterday. Well, I think it's a big deal. Uh, I do. Everybody always looks at the negative all the time, you know. And I tweeted out that we were number 10, and then I got some responses. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, I ain't tweeting it out to you guys or a 50-year-old man. I'm trying to use his recruiting, you know. So I really don't care what the guy says, you know what I mean? I'm trying to recruit, not him or them, a recruit. Yeah, well, but but the fan wants to win. You know, and at, at the end, just win the games and the numbers take care of themselves. So, I coach is right, but I also understand the, the sentiment because I kind of feel, I mean, they matter from that standpoint, Ty, but at the same time, doesn't doesn't change anything about Saturday. So, you, you, don't get a, you don't get a lead. They don't put six points on the board for you because you're ranked number eight in the country or ten in the country or whatever. You still got to go out and win. So, I, I think. Sam Pittman, that's his number one goal in mind. I just think when it's talking with kids, it's not just about winning. It's about the prestige. It's about a bunch of other things. I mean, you always joke all the time how your generation is so much different than the younger generation. The younger generation has to see all the glitter and all the glam oh, and all it. that other stuff. That's it why it's important for them. And that's all he's trying to it's what do. drives us nuts. He's, that's all he's doing is, is showing that to recruits. Got the announcement yesterday. Texas A&M, Arkansas, 6 o'clock in Jerry World yes, on ESPN. You've gotten some good game slot, game time slots these first four weeks. I mean, first 6 o'clock game being this weekend, and then the next one in Jerry World, Under the Whites, Todd Blacklid, Sean McDonough, ESPN, four-letter network. I mean, well, doesn't get much better than that. Is it? Is it really matter to you if it's 2.30 CBS or 6 o'clock ESPN? I personally like the 2.30 CBS prestige. Nestler, Danielson. I mean, well, that, that's that. my question. Is there, much, is there much more prestige? Chuck always, uh, Chuck brings it up. That it's the most well t- put together broadcast of okay. any of the week. But and fans don't watch nerd, the broadcast yeah. elements. Here's why I like it for our fans. You can still go to your kid's high school game basically anywhere in the state, see your kid play in the band, your daughter cheer, your son play, get up Saturday morning, and leave, you don't have to leave at 4.30 to get to the ball game. You know, if you're in Fayetteville or you're in Harris, you can still make that trip if you choose to and leave Saturday morning and get there in plenty of time for the game. So I like the 6 o'clock start in Dallas. You can stay one night. You can drive back to Durant, make a donation at the casino. You can do whatever you want to do. You got a lot more flexibility, I think, with a 6 o'clock start. Yeah, this is a, a good thing for Arkansas just to be in a situation where a lot of eyes will be on you. I don't know who the ABC in game ABC game is that week that you'll be competing against, but I do know that you'll have a massive audience that will be watching your Arkansas Razorbacks take on the Aggies, who have a tough game this week, and they'll take on Miami. So, I mean, they could yeah. be well, I mean, reeling at this point with two straight losses. I don't know what Mario Cristobal and company have in store for Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies. I just know that it probably ain't going to be easy in College Station this weekend. Miami this week, the Razorbacks, Mississippi State, Alabama, for A and M. That's a that's a not a that's not an easy stretch to navigate. Arkansas and Bama, two out of three weeks, going to be physical. I don't really know how physical 
Will Rogers and Mississippi State's going to be at the line of scrimmage, but we know they're going to sling it around 60 times in a ball game or whatever. They're going to throw it for a bunch and test you. So, uh, A&M's got a tough stretch beginning this week. Zach and Harrison. It's last week, if you want to count App State. Yeah. Uh, Zach and Harrison asked a good question about, aren't we basically on a crash course for CBS October 1st against Alabama? Zach, if I had to put money on it mm. this next Monday, you'll get that announcement that Arkansas-Alabama mm. will be that 2.30 CBS game. They will probably not six-day window it. I think they trust Sam Pittman and Arkansas to, to be at that point, to beat Bobby Petrino and company, which they'll have, of course, seen that by Monday. But I think they, I think SEC people think that Arkansas will probably be at A&M and both teams will be at that point undefeated. Arkansas would be within still the top 10, maybe top seven, and Bama will still be at number one because they've got cupcakes. They've got Vandy they next week. And they're not going to put that on CBS. Monroe. But they're going to put the A&M game, we know, on CBS, which now is losing, you know, CBS. Who, who hated the App State upset more than anybody. CBS, that takes a ton of shine off that October 8th matchup. And now maybe the decision to you know to go ahead and claim that game early doesn't look so good. But uh, You and I were both doing that. They're going to get rocked oh, yeah. in Tuscaloosa. And but I'm talking we thought to Texas was too. So, I mean, we, I mean, that's the thing we don't, you know, every week's different, as Chuck likes to say. But, you know, you know that's why they got to play them because, you know, App State can beat a team like A&M. But, you know, th- th- it looks to me like Bama's going to be, I'm, I'm with you, 2.30 Arkansas, Bama. The next week they'll play A&M on CBS as well. And, um, you know, you could see Arkansas and Mississippi State. It's a, um, you, know, you could see Arkansas and Mississippi State maybe in that other. And that, didn't they flex that game into the evening time slot with A&M? Correct. So, so that's, the, that's the double. So you, as you just said, they could put the secondary CBS broadcast early, which yeah. Arkansas... Now, I don't know how that works. If ESPN gets the second game, CBS at that point gets the third, but I do know CBS has their first pick, which is Alabama and I tell you, it's, it's going to be Georgia-Auburn. I was just looking at the okay. schedule. Georgia-Auburn's yeah, going deep, in that slot. Deep South sold this yeah. rivalry. So you might be on ESPN again late, yeah. Tommy. Mississippi State and Arkansas will be a good game. Rodgers and company have looked good. That's, that's a team you need to watch out for this year. If you haven't got a chance to watch Mississippi State... Mississippi State can play, and they've got a big game this week against LSU in Baton Rouge. So we'll see what happens with Rodgers and company as they take on Jaden Daniels and Brian Kelly. Getting ahead of ourselves on October 8th, but Tennessee plays LSU. I mean, there's several good matchups, mm-hmm. but Georgia-Auburn, Bama, A&M. Bama and A&M will be the uh, two CBS matches. Some injury stuff this week. Dominique Johnson is cleared, according to Sam Pittman, but the decision to play against Missouri State will rest up to him. Now, some of you have had an excruciating injury, and it's mental for some when you come back. It was for me. I remember when I tore my ACL playing basketball for the first time, I was scared out of my mind that I was going to re-tear it. So for Dominique, who has to cut and slash as a running back and be very decisive, I know it can be a little scary. So he needs to feel like he's mentally ready to get back on the field Maybe we'll see him Saturday. Maybe we'll not. We'll have to wait and see on Trey Knox. Sam Pittman touched on him a little bit yesterday. Got to test him out a little bit. Latavius Brady, too. He ended up coming back in the game, so I think he'll be fine. But those are kind of the injury and durability questions that Arkansas having have Gotta heading have into the Bears. Got to have Brady. I mean, where, where you're at with that secondary, you cannot lose any more people back well, there. The good thing is you get Slusher back this week. That's what Sam Pittman said after the game. So you at least get that back. But Brady had a good game. He was the one that forced the fumble that Hudson Clark recovered. So he's been a big addition from Georgia. That's going to do it for your hog update. It's brought to you by Mr. Sparky. 
No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for the correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player props, over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with your promo code HTL. That's promo code HTL at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match of up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. NoHouseAdvantage.com, promo code HTL. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Great text from AC, and I had another Morning Rush Daily question, but I want to use this instead. What would it take for the Pittman era to pass the Petrino era? Mm, 877-377-6963. Great text, AC. That is a really good one. Good good audible at the line of scrimmage for you to uh, to use that. Hot route. I think to equal it, you got to get to a New Year's Day 6 game, right? I think that's the the first thing you got to do is you got to have a well. Let me back up. In order to do that, you got to have a ten or eleven win year and get to a New Year's Day six type bowl. Now, as the playoffs expand, maybe we change the definition of what success is because I think if there had been a twelve team playoff in two thousand ten and you went to the Sugar Bowl, you would be in that twelve team playoff. So, you know, somewhere in that, as that comes in in twenty four or five or maybe even six, uh, I think would would meet the equality of it. So you're going to have to top that, which would mean you have to get into the current playoff format. I think to exceed the Petrino era. I mean, we only measure it at its greatness, right? We we only um, peak. Yeah, I mean, we want to measure it at 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 its peak. So that's the peak of the Petrino era: back to back years. That he had in ten and eleven, finished third. I mean, number three in the poll, third in the West. I mean, he's just unlucky about how good LSU and Bama both were that year. So, um, to me, that's what you'd have to do to at least equal the heights of the Petrino era. William Jonesboro and Weston Benville say just beat Bama. That is their thing. Something that he, I get that. I 
But can, if you beat Bama and you still end up, say, nine wins, and you end up in a bowl similar to last year, nothing wrong with it going to Florida in the Outback Bowl. But in the end, is that the same? They don't count the Bama. I, I know we may, as fans, count it as like one and a half or two wins because it's been so long and it means so much. But if you beat Bama and you end up at nine and three, and you, so you're saying, maybe you win ten with a bowl. It, so, you, so if you went nine and nine and four, and then ten and three compared to ten and three and eleven and two, because mm-hmm. that's what it was in 2000, wins, yeah. 2010, 2011. But you beat Alabama in that year. I think some people would jump on yeah. William and Jonesboro and Weston Benville, and then others would be on your track. I tend to, even though I, I want to beat the Crimson Tide more than life itself, I tend to agree with you just because the collective overall is, I think, better. And it's not, it's not that much. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's just a little bit better. I would say that that plays into it being Alabama. But you're talking about making a BCS Bowl. Y'all, this is the year, and it came early. It's kind of like Eric Musselman, year two of the bat. None of y'all expected that team to go to the Elite Eight. With four freshmen, not a single one of y'all could have predicted that. They had enough progress early. This football team, which had to take over a much worse situation than what Muss walked into, if they got to a BCS Bowl at this point, and I'm saying BCS Bowl, yes, I know it no longer exists, but you know what I mean, they would be a year early. And I would admit, you could even say they're two years early. A&M's not any good. They don't have a quarterback. Jimbo still hadn't figured that out. LSU's down. Ole Miss isn't as good as they were last year. Yes, Bama is still Bama. The Texas game was an anomaly. They'll be better than they were in that last week. This is the year where you can be in that same realm, in that same category that you were in 2010 and 2011. The exact same category, in my opinion. You're right. You're right on the cuffs. You're not there yet. You're not there to where you can beat Alabama and Georgia consistently. You might be able to get Bama this year, but you're right on the cusp, in my opinion, based on where. And the West is just down. We'll see how Mississippi State is. I think they might be better than people think. That's where you are right now as an Arkansas football fan. I mean, I think you got. you got an argument there about that game, and, and William and Jonesboro texted back, and he has, you know, Petrino, we would consider that time a success. He had zero wins over Bama. So, I mean, you can be a success without beating Bama. I know the, the other question was, you know, just beating Bama, or the answer to the question was just beating Bama would make you more successful. It is something Petrino never did, but I don't think you consider the Bobby Petrino era, at least on the field, lacking success in those particular two years. Neither one of them included a win over Bama. So you don't have to necessarily beat Bama to, to call it a success. Yeah, I would I would probably agree with you on that. Robin Mountain Home saying an SEC championship would be his deal. That is a great, and I can't take credit for this Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily question. I have to give that credit to AC. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. And I love my 98 Dodge Ram. Back in the day. It's a great vehicle. All right, so we're going to talk with Bruce Stan coming up in just a bit. Tommy's got his SEC power rankings that we're going to get into. Also want to talk about Scott Frost. Where the heck does Nebraska go? Pete Thamel listed Sam Pittman as a potential candidate for that job in in Lincoln. That's not going to happen. But I am curious to see where that administration goes. Yeah. And we'll touch on that with Bruce Stan coming up. But you've got your, Tommy, you've got your... 
Got power one rankings. Through 14, yeah, the, the Morning Rush SEC Power Rankings for Week 2 as we welcome Bruce Stanton into the conversation. Bruce, good morning. Morning, guys. How y'all doing? We are good, man. What a what a weekend of SEC football, of 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 upsets around college football. The NFL, you know, just had a really really solid first week as well. Uh, what were some of your takeaways from uh, the second week of college football and the first weekend of the NFL? Well, I mean, obviously, college football get, getting these upsets, especially when it's not your team or our team. It's awesome. Uh, the the Texas. Uh, Alabama game just kind of set the table for a great day. Nobody on this uh, radio broadcast likes Texas, but I, I got a feeling there were actually some people rooting for Texas uh, against Saban just to kind of upset the apple cart. So, interesting situation for Razorback fans uh, to root either for Texas or for Alabama, depending on how hard your loyalties, uh, I guess, resided. But that, that was a great start to the Saturday and a lot of great games, and I love Monday nights. Uh, my wife, Wyann, loves watching Peyton and Eli uh, on the ESPN2 <laughs> telecast. And uh, Peyton's good with zingers. It's just good to see the brothers go back and forth. And it was actually a good game last night. So uh, football's here, and uh, you know, we got about four months of fun in front of us. Yeah. All right, some great SEC games over the weekend. So let's get to our morning rush SEC rankings here for the second week. And We'll start at the top. Could be, I mean, should there be some movement with Bama? Where should Tennessee climb to? What do you do with Kentucky? What about Arkansas? Where, how far does Florida drop? Well, uh, let's take a look at all that and kind of where we've got them slotted one through 14 with our SEC morning rush rankings. All right, Georgia stays at the top, guys. They beat Sanford 30 to nothing. Stetson Bennett had 300 yards. They play South Carolina this week. Uh, you know, I think Georgia was probably disappointed in a 30 to nothing. I mean, Kirby Smart said as much. 30 to nothing, they stay at number one in uh, in our morning rush rankings. Alabama still got it number two. They escape Austin with the win. Bryce Young, 213 yards. He won that game, though, guys, with his legs. Seven carries, 38 yards, but it was that 20-yard run that, uh, that did Texas in ultimately at the end. I got Georgia one, Bama at two. Any issues keeping Bama at two? You know, I, I guess just based on the way the weekend went, I Arkansas won, I think, a dominant fashion, pushed pushed South Carolina around 300 yards on the ground. I, I might, I might just for spicing things up, uh, I, I might lean toward putting Arkansas number two. I, I, I thought Alabama, you know, again, just based on what Texas did last year, that was a very pedestrian victory. Yeah, yeah it's on the road against Texas, but Texas probably isn't going to win nine or ten games this year, so... Uh, yeah, you know, that might be the only. Yeah, Arkansas, the way they played, I could see them being number two. But you know, all right. Uh, well, I've got Arkansas at three. Got Arkansas at three. My thought was Bama's performance was somewhat of an outlier. How many? T- they may not have fifteen penalties the rest of the year total. In fifteen penalties in one game, so I got Arkansas at three. They're as physical up front as anyone. Maybe Kentucky would be the one comparison in this league. Got to figure out injuries. Injuries are becoming a problem for this football team. So I got Georgia 1, Bama 2, Arkansas 3. I moved Kentucky up a couple of spots. We were at 5 last week. I've got Kentucky, or moved them up two slots from 6 to number 4. Impressive win well, against Florida. Um, they are, they've won three of the last five against the Gators. Will Levis proving to be one of the top quarterbacks in this league. 13-24, 202 yards. I got Kentucky at number 4. 
Well, and I, I think that's a, that's a very good ranking for Kentucky. That's that's a big win for a, them in the East to go to Florida, win the swamp. Uh, it's still it's one of those weights you got to get off the chest. Uh, even though I think Kentucky's better than Florida, you still got to go do it. And uh, they're proving that what Stoops is building uh, very solid up front on both sides of the ball. And like you said, we got uh, Will Levis. You got. Vossier smoke in the backfield. Uh, you know, they, they got some talent on offense finally, and probably not just going to depend on running the ball uh, three downs like they have in the past. So, Kentucky, a very dangerous football team this year. Tennessee coming in at number five, Hendon Hooker, 325 yards, two touchdowns. And, and what I describe as a mature road win for this Tennessee team, they acted like veterans. They go to Pitt and win. I moved Tennessee to number five, Bruce. Yeah, and again, I, I think Tennessee should have won. They were favored by six. They did a road game, but Pitt doesn't have the same players they had last year. Tennessee's got some issues on special teams, tried to give the game away. I thought the offense looked choppy in places. So, you know, based on Texas A&M laying an egg, that's probably a good place for Tennessee. Will Rogers in Mississippi State moves into the number six spot, biggest uh, mover up in the poll. From uh, I had them at number nine a week ago. Going to Arizona, winning on Monday morning or whenever that game actually ended, 39-17 to <laughs> against Arizona. That was impressive to go two time zones away from Sleepy Starkville to, uh, to Arizona and win that one in Tucson. I got Mississippi State at six. Florida beaten by a very physical Kentucky team. Uh, I dropped them three spots to number seven in the poll. Anthony Richardson, 14-35. of had four touchdowns uh, or two interceptions in the game, no touchdowns. Uh, Anthony Richardson, they took away his legs in this game, just four yards of rushing. Kentucky's game plan was good. Florida not good enough to overcome that, Bruce. I've dropped them to number seven this week. Yeah, and I'm just wondering if we really believe the hype on Utah. I mean, Utah got ranked the top ten and went down and got beat at Florida, and we jumped all over the Florida bandwagon and the AR bandwagon. Kentucky probably put them back where they belong so i think that's probably just a couple of overreactions I'm, i don't i don't think utah was as good as we thought they were and maybe florida wasn't as bad as we thought they were but you know probably all kind of settling out can't really figure out what we got with old miss but i leave them at number eight where they were a week ago soft soft schedule so far they beat uca 59 to 3 jackson dart was 10 of 15 182 yards in the game I, I just really don't know with Ole Miss. I mean, they don't play anybody for a while. They haven't played anybody with Troy and UCA. They get Georgia Tech, which will be a step up in class this week ahead of Tulsa. Then we'll find out what we have with Ole Miss on October 1. Same day as Arkansas plays Bama, Ole Miss plays Kentucky. I'm going to leave Ole Miss at number eight, but I, you know, this could go either way with, with the Rebels. Yeah, I, I thought Georgia Tech played Clemson well for most of the game defensively, so... This will be a test uh, for Ole Miss, but yeah, they played a cupcake schedule. Kind of hard to gauge. All right, the next spots were the toughest for me to figure out what slot people really deserve to be in. You put A and M at nine, South Carolina at nine. Do you put Auburn up there? So here's where I went: nine, ten, and eleven. I dropped A and M two spots. Probably deserved to drop further, but I got them ninth in the league. I still think they're. They're better right now than South Carolina will prove to be. I got A&M at 9, South Carolina at 10, Auburn at 11. I mean, you can't lose to App State and stay in the top half of this league, number one. 
Um, no, Haynes King no, didn't have a hundred yards. What Ty, says. Ty was so high on Texas A and M last week. Are are you kind of coming off that Aggie bandwagon, Ty? Yeah, I mean, I, t- I told Chuck and Tommy, Bruce, I was just like, I don't know if, if I'm willing to 100% put Arkansas ahead of them. And I told Tommy and, and Chuck on Friday, I thought App State had a good chance to beat them, or not beat them, but cover, and they didn't just do that. They beat them. So I'm, I am I was ecstatic. Did you see the Aggie Yell video, Bruce, from the night before? It is just gold. Uh, I'll, I'll send that to you after the show. I actually think that Texas A&M eradicated it from social media, but... Watching oh that team God. falter and watching Jimbo just fume after the game is just is beautiful. It's chef's kiss yeah. for unbelievable. I, I'm wondering if you're an athletic director, why would you play Appalachian State? You don't get credit for beating them, and they're good enough to beat anybody anywhere. It's just like Southern Miss used yeah. to be. Why would you do that? There's no upside to it. So A&M losing to App State. I move them to 9. I put South Carolina at 10. Here's my logic on this. You know, Arkansas beat them in a very physical game. Um, they had no ability to rush the football at all with Rattler. They threw it for nearly 400 yards in this game. I get it. But they get Georgia this week. That's two physical games in a row. I think they'll prove to be more like 10 with their record when it's all said and done because there there is no easy path playing Arkansas and Georgia in back-to-back weeks. That is a meat grinder for South Carolina physically. Uh, so I, I I left them behind A and M because I think they're just going to be physically beat up, and A and M is going to have the same problem playing Arkansas and Bama back to back weeks. So South Carolina ten, Auburn they got chance a chance to make a move this week. They're at eleven. They could leapfrog a couple of teams if they beat twenty second ranked Penn State. I'm not really sure how good Penn State is. They beat Purdue and they beat Ohio, uh, not Ohio State, Ohio. So I mean I'm not really sold on Penn State yet. T.J. Finley, 13 of 20 in the game, uh, you know, had no touchdowns, one interception, I think a, like 110 yards or something like that. So I got Auburn at 11, going to leave LSU at 12, Nussmeyer versus Jaden Daniels. I mean, they got they got issues at quarterback. Nussmeyer was 13 to 23, two picks in the game. Daniels came in, was 10 of 11, three touchdowns on 137 yards. They may have found their answer. They're at 12. Vandy at 13, their first loss of the year. To a ranked Wake Forest team, and it's—I mean—the easiest thing in this poll, guys, was put Missouri 14th. I mean, Missouri, yeah. I mean, I started with 14 right in Missouri and number one put in Georgia, and then kind of went from there. There was no thought left in that. They lose to Kansas State 40 to 12. They got waxed. I mean, uh-huh. Brady Cook 15 of 27, two interceptions. His QBR was 36.1. The only thing worse than that I saw from the weekend was. Nussmeyer from uh, from LSU. Any guesses on his QBR? I'll, I'll tell you, eighteen point nine. So, oh, so that, that's our rankings for this week. Georgia one, followed by Bama, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Tennessee at five. Mississippi State, Florida, Ole Miss at eight, A and M at nine, South Carolina at ten. The bottom four: Auburn, LSU, Vandy, and Missouri. All right, where am I right? Where am I wrong? You know, I, I I think you nailed it. I know I, I texted you after A and M lost to App State on Saturday. That go ahead and rank them 14th. I mean, that was just a joke. But no, I, I think I think you got it. Uh, I, th- I think Mississippi State. I didn't say him watch that game like Clay Henry always does. He always brags about staying up late to watch the West Coast because he's old and he can't sleep. But you know, I, I, that's probably the only one just because I hadn't really watched him. Yeah. That I would might take issue with. You know, from an Arkansas perspective, I think you, if you look at the quarterbacks in this league, you'd say Bryce Young is still number one, right? 
I think a lot of Arkansas fans would tell you KJ's the second best quarterback in this league. But you start looking at Jefferson, Hendon Hooker, Will Levis, Will Rogers. Anybody else I'm leaving out of that conversation that should be like top five? I mean, you could say Stetson Bennett, uh, but... Bennett's done enough through two weeks to yeah. get some people on his back. Right, I mean, but you look at that 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 group of quarterbacks with Jefferson, Hooker, Levis, Rodgers, Bennett. That, that's a tough group to separate yourself as best amongst that group. And then after that would probably be, what, Anthony Richardson from Florida who had a tough go. I mean, then you got to throw Rattler probably next in that conversation. So, I mean... This league has got better quarterback play this year than than it's probably had as or deeper quarterback play, Bruce, than it's had in a while. Well, what we saw last week was you had a couple of signature moments. You saw Bryce Young, Alabama, obviously underperformed, struggled, but when it got down to the end, you knew Bryce Young. You thought the guy had him dead to rights, fifty yard line, and was going to sack him, but he said, "No, nah, I'm getting under this, and I'm going to use my legs and." Get us a field goal range, and that's what he did. He 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 performs when the game's on the line. And the one thing I was kind of proud about Hooker, he uh, he did perform at the end and overtime. Had the long touchdown pass, and kind of had a signature moment. Uh, big three hundred yard passing game. So uh, I think we're going to evaluate these players to end on how they perform at crunch time. I think KJ is going to get his chance. Uh, Bennett, the, the only thing you kind of Get concerned about him. Does, does it really matter uh, the way they play? They're just mowing over people. Uh, will he ever get a chance to have a signature moment? Maybe in the SEC championship game, but I don't know if he's going to before them. Yeah, it is October 29th when Kentucky and Tennessee play. I know Tennessee's got Florida coming up in a couple of weeks, but that's a game I, I mean, never thought we'd say we're looking forward to someone playing Kentucky, but that's going to be a <laughs> heck of a matchup uh, in the East. Man, these. These cool starts to the day are getting me fired up a little bit. I know it's probably got the uh, the fish moving a little bit. Maybe is it a little bit later in the day you should go now, or h- how's the early morning stuff doing now that the water temperature and the air temperature is cooling off? Well, that, that's a good observation. You know, conventional wisdom says go first thing in the morning, but if you're a river fisherman, uh, the, the water flow is so low, the Corps of Engineers, they're just not generating in the morning. Most of the generation is happening in the early afternoon. Uh, especially in the Fort Smith area. So, you know, you want to go out and jetty fish, fish some of the cuts, and get some really good topwater action because the uh, river's clearing up. Uh, you know, you want to go in the afternoon, get that evening bite, you know, just kind of slip out of the office when no one's looking about 3 o'clock. Go get the boat pulled up. Don't take the boat off. That makes it obvious. So just, you know, get <laughs> got on a meeting. I, mean, I got I a meeting about 3 o'clock. I work for a fishing company. I can do that. But, you know, get, get on out there and, and uh, fish till dark, you know, pick up the wife something uh, from a restaurant coming home and uh, just, just have a great afternoon fishing. But you want those Boss Pops, Rebel Pop R's, uh, Head and Boyo, Super Spook Jr. You want to get out on the ends of the jetties. Uh, Large mouth spotted bass, white bass, or and maybe even some stripers. You're fishing Dardanelle and Ozark Pool, uh, but it's a good time to be out fishing uh, shallow on the river in the, in the afternoons. All right, Bruce, good to uh, hear from you. Hope to see you next week here in the studio. All right. Talk to y'all. All right, Bruce Stanton, Pradco Fishing. Find everything at LureNet.com or your favorite tackle stores in Arkansas, Oklahoma, and across the country. Uh, big day Saturday. 
I can't believe how t- – I think it's the 6 o'clock start, but it's amazing how difficult tickets are for this game on Saturday against Missouri State. Normally a game like this, I think you got the Bobby factor. I think the 6 o'clock factor is bigger than anything. Well, you said it earlier, SEC media days, we got three game times announced for Arkansas. The 2.30 Cincinnati, the 11 o'clock South Carolina, and the 6 o'clock Missouri State. This being family weekend, this being a matchup where Bobby Petrino's coming into town, in addition to the 6 o'clock start, all these things are – pushing and helping attendance and that's why tickets on third-party websites are so expensive right now because not a lot of tickets left yeah all right we got a full coverage saturday beginning at one o'clock so be sure and uh, tune in right here to espn arkansas and hit that line.com chuck barrett here i know a thing or two about making great calls in arkansas and when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. We'll get... In a little bit with Tom coming up, but we do want to mention something where we're going to be on Friday. Yeah, Friday we're going to be doing uh, the morning rush. Chuck will be there. Me and Ty will be there. We're going to be at Pig Trail, Harley Davidson, and Rogers this Friday. So come by. We'll be telling you more about that. But uh, we're going to be at the Harley Davidson store on Friday morning in Rogers. In front of the Arkansas-Missouri State game as Bobby Vitrino comes back. One of the things I love about going to Northwest Arkansas one of the fun things we'll get to do is we're going to stay Thursday night at the Inn at the Mill. Anytime we're in Northwest Arkansas, anytime you're traveling to Northwest Arkansas, the Inn at the Mill at the Johnson Exit uh, is the place we love to stay. It's unique. It's different. It's quiet. The rooms are spacious, Ty. We, I mean, everything about this place I love. They have a European-style breakfast uh, that you can uh, have the next morning. So whether you're going to the Amp or Crystal Bridges or you're there for work like we are or going to the game on the weekend – uh, the end at the mills, the place to stay. Here's what you should think about basketball season. Already, already get that schedule out. You already know the SEC schedule. You should start making your reservations right now for the big basketball games you want to go to. There's no two night minimum for, for basketball games. So stay at the end at the mill. You can be to Bud Walton Arena in just a few minutes. It's right there, conveniently located in the heart of Northwest Arkansas at the Johnson exit. Off of I-49. 479-443-1800. It's 443-1800 or online at inatthemill.com and start making your plans for basketball or a weekend getaway at the Inn at the Mill in Johnson. All right, let's welcome in our guy, Tom Murphy, to the program. Tom, good morning. That was you at Petrino's press conference yesterday, correct? Or did I just completely miss that? Hey, guys. It's nice to be uh, one to be your guy, man. I, I like that. And yes, I was there. Uh, I thought it was um, beneficial to do some on-hand reporting up there in Springfield, which is a, a really nice city, by the way. And uh, yeah, I was there. So about the Bass Pro Shops, Tom? Yeah, I didn't have time for that, man. I was uh, 
steady working, and mm-hmm. I got a daughter in Joplin now, so I got to see her on the way home. It was go. good. Oh, that was perfect. Good, uh, good timing. Good, uh, good route. Then, well, I, I heard the questions you asked Bobby Petrino, and uh, just kind of the stuff that he looked at this week. He's coming as Herm Edwards put it to win the game. Uh, how do you think he's going to approach this week heading back to Fayetteville? Probably a game that he'd like to win as much as any other on the schedule, maybe outside their FCS playoff game. But I think this is real important for him. when he got, He's in game day mode, and that's why I kind of wrote my story the way I did because he didn't really want to talk about like his time at Arkansas. He didn't want to reflect and you know kind of get, get all dreamy and like, you know, this is what we did to get there. He was more like, yeah, I'm sure I'll have some emotions, but this is, you know, we're, we're preparing for the week. And that's the way he's been. He can disconnect himself, I think, from, uh, you know, the warm warm feelings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I do hope the Razorback crowd gives him a, a warm greeting, and I hope it doesn't get too uh, off the rails in the way the students and whomever, you know, portray stuff out in the, in the stands. Um, but uh, I was able, like, he didn't really want to talk about the – the, the time at Arkansas and everything. He was very complimentary of Sam Pittman, however. But uh, I went outside with him for a couple more minutes, and he did talk about going to a clinic in Hot Springs and talking to Joe Adams and DeAnthony Curtis and Ryan Mallett down there, guys who, who've been in the coaching coaching profession and how he, he is in communication with some members of those great teams. And, I mean, you know, it was very brief, but it was a golden era. I mean, when you have back-to-back double-digit win seasons, 10 and 11, just doesn't roll around at Arkansas that often. And he was the, he was the author of that. And, um, so I believe he's going to bring his team in here. I mean, he, he's very confident in his quarterback, Jason Shelley, and just the, just the communications, the schemes, the protections. And, uh, I think they're going to get some passing yardage on the Razorbacks. And I just wonder how successful Petrino can be whipping his team <clears throat> into the frenzy where they, they want to go out and win it for their coach. They got their coaches back. That's that's sometimes a hard emotion to uh, to exude from your players in a game like this. But that's what it's going to take to really you know, give Missouri State a chance to win this game. Yeah, and I think Arkansas, much like last week, is going to say, "Hey, we've got bigger dudes than you up front. We're going to pound on you uh, with our offensive line and see if that defense can hold up. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, we're going to come after Jason Shelley. We're going to make him." work we're, you know we're going to hit him when the opportunity's there and see if he can stay on point i mean our, obviously arkansas has a big numerical advantage in in um scholarship talent and then just in overall weight and size of the team and you want to do everything you can to maximize that advantage but arkansas fans are very well aware that petrino can scheme you up he runs those those really neat underneath crossing things that have gone big plays i mean he, he's a wheel route guy um, he he can just he can diagnose where he can attack, and I think when they watched the film of what was available for South mm-hmm. Carolina, I mean there were six sacks and there was a lot of negative plays for South Carolina, but they also exploited the middle of the field, and and you can bet Petrino's going to be angling for that. Well, that's exactly where my follow up was going. That third and seventeen play that goes for a score right in the middle of the field between the linebackers and the secondary, you get Arkansas spread out and they're. Now, even when you drop eight and rush three, Tom, they were having trouble, uh, you know, keeping Rattler from from exposing that weakness in the middle of the field. Yeah, a couple of times, and if you don't, if you're not exactly sure what the scheme, and it may look to me like it was a zone scheme, 
but maybe there was a bad angle or two um, on that play. But, you know, when you boil it down, they gave up, what, two or three, four, you know, pretty big plays on crossing stuff, things through the middle, maybe five. And, of course, um, you know, the, the post route was available for Cincinnati um, the week before. Um, and South Carolina didn't connect on the deep throws. But uh, I thought Petrino gave a very astute re- answer when I said Cincinnati had a lot of available deep throws, didn't connect, and South Carolina too. And he's like, yeah, you know, you can look at it that way, but the other way is how much time does your quarterback have to deliver? How much pressure they are they under? And I do believe Arkansas is blitzing and, you know, the Drew Sanders effect and all the, the pressure they're getting makes it harder for the quarterback to be able to stand in and deliver the ball right on the money. And so that's the, you know, we're seeing the guys available, but the flip side of that is, you know, how quickly, uh, how briefly are they available and what's, what's the quarterback's operation time? Tom, you mentioned Drew Sanders. One of the things Pittman touched on at his press conference is they're, move, they're moving him to like a jack or like the outside or whatever for blitzing purposes. Christopher Poupal moves in alongside Bumper Pool. How much is... Paul's growth helped out that defense and and given Barry Odom some more options when it comes to utilizing Drew Sanders? I think a lot. And, you know, Sam Pittman is so funny that when someone asked him about Drew Sanders, he's like, you know, y'all asked me after the game, and I said, I thought he had a good game. You know, I didn't know he had a great game, and he did. Uh, those numbers are unreal. 11 tackles, nine, nine solos, I think, um, and all the pressures he got, the two sacks. Uh, that's what they got him to do, and he delivered in that game. Um, and then, like, Paul had uh, a combo sack, and then he recovered the, that fumble. I mean, it was hard to even see what happened on that play, but I think Jaden Johnson forced the fumble, and Paul got on it um, on the second-to-last play of the game, basically. And if his knee hadn't been down when he scooped, I guess it would have been a touchdown. So um, I think he's coming on. He's a physical guy. He, he knows what he's doing. And when you imagine uh, the, the reps he can give at linebacker because c- c- he's so physical, uh, it opens up other possibilities. And, yeah, it's the – Sam called it the, the jack, the buck, whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, that allows Sanders to, to do some pass rushing. And Paul also forced a fumble in that game. So Sanders ripped it out of Rattler's hands, and then he, Rattler picked it back up, and then Paul hit him and forced another fumble. That was a weird <laughs> sequence. But, yeah, he can uh, – yeah. He can deliver a hit. I saw, I was reading your piece yesterday, Tom, in Whole Hog Sports. You went over a couple things. I was unaware that KJ Jefferson has moved in the top seven bet online right now for Heisman odds. And I and I saw Dennis Dodd had Rocket Sanders as one of his, his Heisman guys out of the SEC. Uh, what do you think about those two really making a name for themselves in the first two weeks of the season? Well, I mean, they're outstanding skill guys who happen to be big big physical dudes and i i was unaware of this uh, they showed the graphic during the game when i watched the replay that kj and rocket are combined the two you know the highest combo weight quarterback tailback in the country uh, in the fbs and i mean what does that do that folds right into the sam Pittman scheme of we want to be big we want to be physical but we also want to be fast and um you know, Rocket Sanders is off to the type of tremendous start that we felt he could get off to based on what we saw in camp. The fact that he's developed as a tailback, you know, sees the, sees the holes better and hits them. And Bobby Petrino pointed out yesterday, uh, he broke a lot of tackles. And and this is a physical South Carolina team. They had some big dudes, and a bunch of them got hurt. The, the linebacker, Kaba, got hurt. And, 
it was just such a hard-hitting game. And, see, that's, that's where Missouri State, for them to survive, you know, they're going to be really good tacklers. And they just don't have the depth and the big dudes that uh, South Carolina and these other SEC teams have. So that's big-time advantage, Arkansas. And, and, and I was talking about speed. We haven't quite seen – I mean, we've seen a little bit of Landers, but I also think Arkansas has got some deep, deep balls in the bag that uh, they're going to get to at some point this season. Tom, tickets seem to be in high demand for an FCS team uh, coming to Fayetteville, <laughs> 6 o'clock start. What do you attribute that to? <laughs> you know, uh, y'all, uh, we've talked about this on and off. This is a phenomenal schedule. Arkansas's never had a schedule like this. Every game has meaning. Every game has, uh, like, sci- uh, uh, storylines that are intriguing. I mean, even Liberty coming in here with Hugh Freeze, former SEC coach, great storylines. Out to BYU, big time. The Cincinnati game. And then with Bobby Petrino coming in, yeah. I mean, the fans understand what he did for this program, and Sam Pittman recognized that yesterday, that, look, we're, we recruit off that. The achievements from that era, uh, which were you know back-to-back top tens, um, the total number of wins and everything, they recruit off that. This is what Arkansas football can be. And I tried to ask. Petrino about that a little bit yesterday and he just he just didn't, didn't really want to go there but he complimented Sam Pittman so uh, I think the all the um, elements are ripe for uh, uh, just a fantastic atmosphere I do think that the Bobby Petrino factors one of the things and the schedule you know a lot of people bought season tickets as a result I think the six o'clock start knowing it's a little cooler this part of September, get to tailgate all day. I I think the atmosphere will be the best we've seen from Cincinnati to South Carolina. And I don't think it's just because people want to line up because I don't think they're going to boo Bobby Petrino. I think he'll have more cheers than boos when they come running out of the South End. I just think fans look forward to, you know, the revival of college football that this season's become and a 6 o'clock start on a Saturday night. Um, I just think it's the perfect storm for a big crowd, and I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah, well, that's a bold prediction saying better atmosphere because I thought that Cincinnati game, you know, even though it was 2.30 and it was really hot, uh, it was really loud. They've done some stuff in marketing. Um, some of the, the music and some of the interludes they have between plays has gotten to be a little more, uh, I know, just kind of ap- uh, appropriate. Uh, some of the songs they've been, been used. I, I've, I've been impressed by the game day atmosphere, and I think you might, might be right. Six o'clock, Missouri State coming in, top ten team for – Facing a number five team in the FCS, uh, the ingredients are there for uh, uh, just a phenomenal, loud crowd that, you know, they think Arkansas is going to score points, and they should in this game. Yeah, I, I think the way they've staged things, you know, between plays, like you said, um, it, it has more of an NFL game feel at times during the game. Mm-hmm. And then I think they've the, you mentioned the music selections. I think they're understanding their audience a little better. It doesn't just cater to the students. They're playing some stuff that uh, maybe crosses a few generations, and I think uh, you know it's probably more well received from the fifties and sixties and seventy year olds that are buying season tickets. Yeah, absolutely. Very conscientious decisions to try to cater to, to the different crowd. I mean, there is some very much, much some student stuff. And did, did y'all notice the little troll job late in the game when they played Sandstorm? I, they just have a nice game day deal. Like they have sharp people making the decisions on how how they market the game, and what, what they put on at the game. That they do. Tom, appreciate the time this morning, man. Excited about this game this Saturday. Excited to see that A&M is a 6 o'clock start on ESPN as well. And we'll talk a little more about the Missouri State Bears coming up on Thursday. 
Oh, yeah, let's do it, man. Y'all have a good one. See you. All right, Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, with us here every Tuesday and Thursday on the Morning Rush. If you're building a home or remodeling your home, it's a stressful time, to say the least, and that's whether you're the homeowner or the contractor. If you've got subs not showing up, you've got non-payment issues going on, you've got, uh, you know, changes in the contract and they're not paying for them. It's any kind of issue that could lead you to a conflict that could put you in court. You need Kevin Hickey and Brad Hull at the Kevin Hickey Law Partners. They have the experience to represent you, whether you're the homeowner or the contractor, breach of contract, negligence, non-payment, all those issues are right in their wheelhouse. So, hey, you need a pro. When it comes time to to, to really settle things when there's problems, you need a pro fighting for you from your corner. That's Kevin Hickey or Brad Hull. 479-434-2414 for the River Valley office. They're also in Northwest Arkansas, 479-802-6560. Find those numbers and more about Brad and Kevin online at kevinhickeylaw.com. Paul Feinbaum had some strong words at the Little Rock Touchdown Club yesterday about Chad Morris. The person that represents the state better, I mean, does he represent the state better than, let me think for a second, Chad Morris? Uh, <laughs> And if I could go off the record, uh, personally, I thought I was one of the biggest clowns I've ever met in my life. <laughs> off the record. Now, is that sincere? It just blusters. He just yeah, it's talking mean. in the I crowd. Mean, oh, I think that's real. I mean, Chad Morris was a was a clown of a head coach, but uh, couldn't hire staff around. And we've talked about all the reasons. I mean, but that's red meat. I mean that. I mean, you can walk in any gathering of football fans at Arkansas and say something bad about Chad Morris, and people are going to applaud you. So yeah. that, that's easy. That's really easy. I didn't hear anything about Bobby Petrino. Maybe I just missed it with him talking about that yesterday. When we spoke to Bobby Petrino last, to our knowledge, public appearance that he's had was at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Now, Tom was talking about stuff he was doing with Joe Adams, uh, DeAnthony Curtis, and some of his other former players. But I know that's like the big public outing the last time that he's been within the state. I know he's played golf here in the state uh, a time or two, but like when he's been out in the open and people knew he was going to be there and stuff, mm-hmm. I think that's the the last time that's that that's happened. But probably it, the last in the last time too. I just don't I don't have any public appearances he's going to make in our state. Yeah, so. Chad Moore still is. Of the three head coaches, or of the four, I'll throw John L. in there. John L. Smith, Chad Morris, Brett Bielema, and Bobby Petrino. I would still say Chad probably tops the list of if someone walked into the stadium as an opponent, he would probably get the most booed, correct? It's the most recent, and he was the most miserable of the four. I mean, John L. was thrown into a tough situation. I mean, I know you count him as a head coach, but it was really more of an interim deal, even though it didn't technically have the interim tag but explain I mean, me what happened you, you had i mean that was supposed to be the future with with chad and it yeah it, it, you know it, it turned out to be a very dark path and it didn't materialize we had todd boyd Taj boyd on this very so show clemson quarterback who put up prolific numbers under Morris's tutelage and he was just giving us and this was after i think season one where they went two and ten and he was like hey just give him time this is gonna work and then another two and ten season we know how that went about and I, I guess he didn't finish the the entirety of the second season. But you got to yeah. be a leader to run these kind of programs. And Bobby Petrino leads a lot out of fear. Uh, you got to people follow you for for a variety of reasons. Sometimes they just fear the consequence of not doing what you say. That's kind of been Bobby Petrino's way of running business. You know, Sam Pittman 
they like him so much they'll run through a brick wall. They don't want to let him down. Chad Morris was such a poor leader of his staff, of his team. No one wanted to follow. No one took him seriously within those walls. That was his biggest detraction uh, from being successful is he just wasn't a leader of people. I mean, it's it was clear to anyone from the outside looking in, and that's one of the reasons he never could hire a, a credible staff. So that's ultimately was his, his undoing. You can see the total opposite with Sam because just all you got to do is look at his staff and what they represent, what they're about, their quality, their credentials, all of these things. That tells you what you need to know about his leadership. Uh, well, Sam, Sam will get into you, too. If he doesn't yeah, like but, something, he'll, but what he'll I'm let saying you know about people it. People like Barry Odom and Kendall Browse don't sign up and then stay signed up with you if you don't know what you're doing. I mean, there, there's plenty of people that will sign up for a $200,000, $300,000 year job for the money, and they'll put up with your nonsense if you're Chad Morris because generally those guys don't have better offers. You know, look at Craddock. Has he had a better offer since he left here? No. You know, so Barry Odom and Kendall Braz, you fight every year to keep them here. It all goes back to the, you know, the, you know, the fish rots from the head. And, 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 and you've, got a, you've got a pretty solid fish here with, uh, with Sam Pittman. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.